0: Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. We all know we have to pay the tax man, but does it have to be so much, especially when you're in retirement? That's the topic today here on Success in the New Retirement here with Damon and Matt. I'm Jennifer Perry. And actually, guys, you talk about this in your book, Success in the New Retirement. Key number five is really reducing your taxes to make your money last. But I think most of us just kind of... uh, get to that annual chore every year and we decide, okay, here, I've got to write the check to the tax man. Here we go. But you say that's kind of the wrong attitude to take, right?
1: Well, that's human nature to kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the worst day ever. I'm writing (laughs) this check to Uncle Sam. I hate, you know, doing this. It's the worst check to write. I have a client and he, he admits he's more of a pessimist and he, his tax bill this last year was pretty substantial. And he had sold off some stock and some done some things to pay off his house and different things like that. And so he knew the taxes are going to be pretty high. We had the discussion. We talked through it. We actually kind of made some estimates of what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And he called me up. He's like, I just did my taxes and now I have to write this check. And I mean, is there, I mean, and he just was like so mm-hmm. defeated, just like. <laughs> I can't believe it. And I was like, you know, we had this discussion. We talked that we were gonna do this and these are the reasons why we did it. And And once we went through the reasons why we did it, why it would benefit him financially, what taxes were going to be in the future and how this was going to save him in taxes, you know, it, the light came on. He's like, okay, I got it and, and I'll do it. But the problem with taxes is whether we pay them lower at a lower level or a higher level, we still end up having to pay some. Right. And so some people are kind of just like, well, I'm going to pay him anyways. Then what's the big deal? Why do I want to do some planning? And the reality is you can pay less if you're smart with it. And again, sometimes we lose sight of that because it just feels like, oh, my gosh, I just paid taxes. Well, what if it was 10 or $20,000 more? Would you feel better or worse? You know, it's those type of things. and, And how much is left over in your pocket that you need to keep your eye on?
2: You know, it's funny, Jennifer. I had a client leave me a message recently Hey, you know, you had me do this Roth IRA this last year, and I ended up paying more in taxes. You know, i just gotten back from the tax man. I thought you were helping me save. (laughs) (laughs) And so the fact of the matter is, is that he put money into this Roth. And yes, if he had put it into the IRA, it would have saved him money today. Mm -hmm. It would have saved him on this tax bill but his net effect is under 15% in taxes. Cool. And the conversation that we had, you know, about 6 months ago or so was, hey, based on your income when you retire and your pensions and things, the likelihood of taxes being higher later is very high and you could be paying potentially net effect 25 or higher so if we can do it at 15 that's a good deal yeah absolutely Damon but when it comes time to pay and if we're only thinking about taxes once a year and we're paying it, it it's painful and we we lose sight of those things and you know you had said that there's that once a year it comes around and, and I would say if that's the only time you're thinking of taxes you're probably overpaying oh, because you're oh. not proactively thinking about what can I do? Because there is options that are legal, that are viable, depending on your situation, retired, single, married, whatever it is, there are options and things you can do to proactively look at your tax situation, knowing you're going to pay something. So at the end of the day, the only way to win is to figure out how you pay less this year or next year or in the future. And if you have that attitude, then taxes can be not so Horrible. <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to be there, so they're yes, you know it's, it's there's part of life. No
0: escaping it, but death uh, and taxes, right? Yeah, exactly. So,
2: be proactive. Don't just think about it once a year.
0: Well, you guys call this tax efficiency, and you build that into all of the plans that you do for your clients. But there's a big difference between efficiency and tax evasion, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, just ask Wesley Snipes, right?
0: (laughs) That orange jumpsuit does not look good on anyone, right?
1: (laughs) Right. So, Morgan Stanley had a a funny advertisement. They said, you know, you have to pay your taxes, but you don't have to leave a tip. (laughs) I love that. So, you know, again, we have to pay our taxes. And at our firm, we want all of our clients to pay their taxes. But if there are tax-efficient strategies so they can pay less then we want to employ those because that means their money is going to go further. So I'll run you through a really basic example. And if you're driving, maybe you have to pull over so you can write some of this down, but I'll try to make it super simple. So Jennifer, you're going to have to help me. All right. So you're going to have a hundred bucks. I'm going to have a hundred bucks.
0: Sweet, okay.
1: And you're going to be on the side of the table that says I'm not paying my taxes today. Not going to do it, okay. So you still have a hundred dollars in your account, Mm -hmm. but I decide I'm going to pay my taxes today. And let's say my tax rate's 20%. Okay. okay, so I have 80 bucks in my account. You still have 100.
0: Hey, I'm ahead of you, Matt. Sweet. That's
1: right. <laughs> so let's go and invest it for 10 years. We double our money and we invest in the exact same thing. So now you have 200 bucks. I have $160. Uh-huh. All right. So now you have to pay taxes because I already paid taxes. I put my oh. money in a Roth. So I don't have to pay tax on the growth. I don't have to pay tax on that money anymore. So I keep all my 160. Uh-huh. Well, if you owe tax at 20%, the tax on twenty percent of two hundred dollars is one hundred and sixty bucks. Oh, yep. Right, yeah, so absolutely. we ended up at the exact yeah. same spot. I paid tax up front. You paid tax later. We ended up with the exact same amount of dollars. Okay. But if taxes go up, if you're you happen to be in a higher tax bracket when you take that money out, and let's say you're at twenty five percent, well, now you owe fifty bucks in taxes. Now you have one hundred and fifty dollars. I have 160. Oh, uh, now I'm you winning. beat
0: me. That's not fair. Right?
1: But if you happen to be retired and your income's super low and you're only in a 10% tax bracket, well, now you only owe 20 bucks. So you have 180 and I have 160, huh. and so you're now you're beating me. And so it, it all comes down to what your current tax rate is and what your future tax rate will be. And that's the simple math of it. Now, unfortunately, our tax system is super complicated and that tax rates on Social Security are totally different and capital gains is different. And there's all of these deductions and all this other stuff that make it more complicated. And that's where we get lost in the weeds. But overall, your tax rate, depending on where it's at, if it's higher now or higher later, you'll end up paying more or less in tax. That's how simple it is. All right. And so what Damon and I try to do is we try to help clients see, okay, this is the tax that you currently are at and this is what tax rates will likely be in the future and there's two factors that determine what tax rates will be in the future one is what your income will be Mm -hmm. and the other is what the tax rates that our country sets okay so you know, a lot of people can kind of map out what their income will be in the future. They can say, okay, I think I'll make less in the future because when I retire, I'll only have social security. I'll have a small pension. I'll have money for my IRA. We won't need as much. We'll still be living good. Our house will be paid off, but I think I'll be making less. So we can kind of say, okay, well, let's look at that. But then the other part that they have no control over is what tax rates will be in the future. Right. And so that's where Damon and I kind of step in and say, okay, let me just give you some facts. And the facts are we are some at some of the lowest tax rates we have seen in 40 years.
0: I know it doesn't feel like it, but they're actually kind mm-hmm. of on sale, aren't they?
1: For sure. So oh, again, yeah. we feel like we pay a lot in tax because there's property tax and there's sales tax. And it seems like every time we turn around, there's some sort of tax we're paying. But when you look at actual income tax rates, if you look at how much our deductions are, if you look at all of these things, most people are paying some of the lowest taxes and the lowest tax rate they have paid in almost their entire life. Wow, and so you know when you look at how much debt we have in this country again we've gone through this coronavirus and again our country has gone into a lot of debt to try to pull us out of this yes. that's been added on top of 23 trillion dollars that we had already been in debt for and eventually we're going to have to start paying that they're forecasting right now that almost half of our federal budget will be used just to pay interest on the money that we have borrowed Wow And so, you know, when you look at some of those things, and Dave and I talk to clients about this all the time, we say, look, you know, even though you might be retiring and might be making less, it is a very good chance that you could be paying a higher tax rate in the future. And we need to be planning for that. And so again, we look at what they're paying today, what we think they'll be paying in the future. And we make decisions on how you can be more tax efficient. Because as I said, in my first example, It all comes down to what your tax rate is now and what it will be in the future as to what you should be doing to become more tax efficient.
0: So Damon, going back to the client that you recommended a Roth conversion for this year. I mean, this is why, because that that pain that he's feeling in writing the check right now is going to be nothing compared to the pain he might feel on the back end if he waited to pay those taxes later.
2: Absolutely. And, and especially people that are going to fall into that tax bracket where they're making, you know, their adjusted gross is seventy five or $80,000 or less. They're at a 12% tax rate and then it jumps to 22. Just a couple of years ago, it was 15 and 25. So, you know, that's a 3% difference just right there. And then if we go back to 2001, people were paying, there was no 10% tax bracket. It went straight from zero to 15%. And then to 28, there was no 22, there was no 25. There yeah. was a lot of things. So, as we look at history, and as I had this conversation with him and many other clients, especially again, those that are at an income rate where their adjusted gross is under $80,000, there's likely. Very little chance that they're gonna pay less in the future. And and there is a possibility they pay the same. But at the end of the day, if for the possibility of potentially saving six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent in tax, if taxes do what we think they're gonna do, and that's go up because of our national debt, then we've won that day. But if at the end of the day it doesn't happen exactly how we think and people pay the exact same amount, they're really not out anything. And so that's the question you have to ask yourself. And, and, and tax efficiency is super important because especially with all of our clients who are either close to retired or retired, every dollar counts because you're now on a fixed income. You're not adding to the bucket anymore. And so we need to account for growth as well as taxes because paying a huge tax bill is like taking a big loss in the stock market. And we don't want to do that. And so we want to be efficient in all areas, just like we're efficient in our portfolios. You've got to be efficient in taxes.
1: And let me give you one other example. Again, the way our tax code is written right now is there is a way to avoid taxes 100% on some of your income.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So
1: for example, let me give you this. So Social Security, depending on what your income level is, the entire benefit can be tax free.
0: Oh, okay. Did not know that.
1: If your income goes over a certain threshold, only 50% of that income can be taxed, meaning that 50% of it is completely tax free. And so again, that's important because again, I was just sitting down with a client, I ran a report for them, they called me up, they said, hey, I'm gonna send you over some numbers, I want you to tell me what you think my tax bill will be and what planning we should be doing. So they sent me over what their social security benefit would be, they sent me over what their pension was, and then they were looking at potentially taking money from their IRA account. Well, when we look through that, if they didn't take any money from their IRA account their total tax on an income of $50,000 was gonna be hundred and twenty seven bucks
0: oh okay oh wow Pretty
1: nice and that was because the way their income was coming in the entire Social Security benefit was not going to be taxable hmm. and so their standard deduction of twenty four thousand wiped out the income that they got from the pension and they only owed hundred and twenty seven bucks But if they went and made a little bit more money by taking money from their IRA account that year, suddenly a bunch of their social security would have been taxed and their tax would have just dramatically jumped up way more than 127 bucks. But Matt,
2: what if they needed to live on more than 50 grand?
1: Well, so again, that's where you have the option. And so Damon and I will talk about you want tax diversification in portfolio. So you want to have money in a Roth account and a regular IRA. So let's say they still wanted to take out four or five thousand bucks to live. Well, if they took that from the IRA, suddenly their social security becomes taxable, where not one penny of it would have been taxable, and that would have been detrimental to their tax situation, Mm -hmm. but instead they could take that four grand from the Roth account. Ah. And so now it gives them flexibility. So for that year, they could be super, super, super tax efficient because they didn't have to take money from the IRA because they had another source. And so there's ways to be super tax efficient if you're paying attention. And so again, tax diversification is the key. And so that's why we, Damon and I will say, look, we want you to make sure that you're saving for retirement, but there's multiple ways you can be saving for retirement. Number one is, is if your employer's adding money to your 401k, you should be taking advantage of that match. Mm Number two is if there are Roth options inside of a 401k, you should be considering adding some money into that Roth account because that money will grow tax free. And when you take it out, it won't show up on your tax return. So it gives you some flexibility. And then the last step, like Damon was talking about with the client, is there is the ability to do Roth conversions. And that is where you're taking money that you already saved up in an IRA or a 401k and move that over into a Roth account. And what that means is you have to pay your taxes this year on that money, okay. and then you don't have to in the future. And so yes, you might get that call or might get that like sticker shock when you do your taxes the next year and go, oh my gosh, I owe more than I did last year. And you might call up Damon or I and say, why do we do this? And we might have to walk you through this. But when you see it from the perspective of this year, as well as 10 years down the road in your retirement, and you see which one is going to be better, You're going to happily pay those taxes today because of what it will do for your financial plan in the future. And that's the key is don't just get stuck on one year, but be looking out over time because at the end of the day, we want to try to give Uncle Sam the least amount of money legally over our lifetime that we possibly can because that means we get to keep more of it.
0: Yeah. And so it's key, guys, how you save and which accounts you draw from in retirement. And overall, though, I mean, you've been able to really save your clients a lot of money in taxes. A lot of people don't realize this can be one of your biggest expenses when you get to your retirement years.
2: You know, if you look at your retirement lifespan and it's getting longer and longer, people nowadays are living 14 and a half, 15 years longer than their grandparents and so over that period of time, if you're, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars that potentially can be saved by being tax efficient. And, you know, a lot of times people with their IRAs, they don't sometimes need the money. And so they'll, they'll say, I'm just going to defer until the government makes me start taking. Right. And then you have what you call your RMD or required minimum distribution which is based off it's a government formula that that says based on your life expectancy you now have to start taking out money out of that IRA every year why because they want you to pay taxes on it they're oh, not yeah. going to let you <laughs> not going to let you defer due. it and defer it forever yeah. right and so You know they recently made some changes to the RMD laws they changed the age from 70 to 72 so if you had not reached 70 and and a half and already started taking your RMDs you now got a two-year reprieve where you can wait that much longer and then in 2020 with everything that happened with the coronavirus the government gave all those people on their RMDs at whatever age A break for this year saying you don't actually have to take it
0: okay nice that's good to know know.
2: and so we've looked at that and said okay there's there's no right answer here it's gonna depend on each client as to what's the right thing for some delaying that and not taking it this year is a good thing for others taking the RMD anyway which now since they don't have to take it they could take those dollars and convert them to Roth is a great opportunity for them that they didn't have before that still keeps them in lower tax brackets. So regardless of what happens, and this is, it's going to happen, the government is going to come in and make changes to the tax laws based off of whatever's happening. There's always opportunities. And that's where Matt and I feel like as retirement advisors, that's our job to understand what are the opportunities and help people understand for their unique situation. How do we take that and make the best of it for us today and looking into the future?
0: And uh, if you want to look at some of those opportunities, pick up the free chapter of the book, Key Number Five, Reducing Taxes to Make Your Money Last. That's part of the book, Success in the New Retirement. And of course, you can find that on our website at successinthenewretirement.com. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.